Digest. This is episode three, and on this week's show, we're going to be covering Sisters, the Brian De Palma joint, as well as A Tale of Two Sisters, South Korean horror ghost movie <laughs> from <laughs> t- 2003. And uh, let me welcome my guests. I would like to, I was going to say invite. What the fuck is wrong with me? Paris, thank you for being here today. Yeah. Also, am I a guest or are we doing this together? You rude ass bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Got him. laughs> All right. Damn. Well, I stand corrected. Uh, let me welcome the host, the host <laughs> of Cinephiles Digest, Paris. Hey, everyone. <laughs> and the other, the other host of Cinephiles Digest, Travis. OG. The OG. What's going on, brother? Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, <laughs> so uh, the double feature today were two films of your choosing. Why don't you tell us a little yep. bit about what went into your uh, your thought process for these picks? Oh, not a lot. But, uh, you know, they both <laughs> have sisters in the title, and uh, they're both horror movies, and it was a good excuse to watch both of them. Uh, I'd seen Sisters before, but I was dying for a rewatch because I got the Criterion Blue. Mm-hmm. And then A Tale of Two Sisters was always one that was on the list. I just had never gotten around to it, so I needed something to force it upon me. You needed an excuse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we're going to be tackling Sisters first. Uh, this was also a rewatch for me. I had seen it once before. Uh, Paris, I'm going to go ahead and assume, first time watch for you? I've se- I had seen neither of these prior. Hell yeah. Um, are you familiar with uh, Brian De Palma's Oove? I don't think so in that I recognize the name, but I could not tell you one single movie that he made <laughs> other than Sisters. Have That's you seen Scarface? Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> same, <it>. same dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I don't know if you can call one movie an ooh. Well, I mean, like, he did. A movie he, made. he did Carrie. Have you seen Carrie? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the Palmster. Um, the Untouchables, gangster flick. It's not very, not very good, it. but uh, and the original Mission Impossible. Mm. Those the are probably two, the big ones. The two you want to see, though, these are. My favorites, at least. Uh, Phantom of the Paradise, and yep. uh, you should also watch the cult classic film. Uh, fucking, <laughs> what's the other one? Come on, come on, <laughs> yeah. come on. Um, um, fuck. Oh my god! I, I know, I know what it is. Matt, um, you of all people cannot make fun of people for being fucking <laughs> cinema nerds. I know. Like, I are know. you joking? I know. I am joking. That's the whole point. God, but like Paris. 
Are you joking? <laughs> Matt's, Matt's oh, just oh, mad because oh, he hasn't seen. Blowout. There you go. There you go. Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, he did know She's the two though that I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blowout, Blowout's a banger. Blowout's probably my favorite. Um, anyway, he's had a long storied career. He, he makes, uh, uh, how do I phrase this? Artful trash, I guess you could call it. Would you agree with that mm-hmm. uh, description, Travis? Generally yeah, speaking. A- yeah, I would say he's all over the place in terms of quality. Um, but uh, I think everyone kind of has their own favorites when it comes to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. All right, well, let me read the plot synopsis for this bad boy. Um, this film is from 1972. A small-time reporter tries to convince the police she saw a murder in the apartment across from hers. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, let's defer this to Paris since she hasn't seen it before. All right. Oh, let's no. Hear, let's hear the first time <laughs> thoughts. What'd you think? Well, um, the first thing that I noticed was Is that you that... love Tina Fey. Yeah. <laughs> so the first, actually, that's literally what I was going to say. The first thing I noticed was that Sisters is also a movie that came out in 2015 with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. And I was like, there's no way that that's the one that Travis was talking about, but I couldn't find, like I kept like sister's movie old. It just kept coming. Like I was like, I don't know. And so I literally, I had to go to letterbox and be like, okay, what is a movie called sisters that Travis has watched? And I was like, Oh, okay. It's the one from 1972. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, good. Cause I was like, what the fuck am I? Yeah. anyway go ahead (laughs) so um i'm just kind of uh perusing through my notes here because you know a little behind the curtain it's been a hot second since i watched the movie sure you're a little delayed so ah okay so obviously i don't know how spoilery we want to get in the beginning because this movie is a big there are some twists um, so I wanted to ask you guys at first before I got into it, like, we're just going balls to the wall, expecting everyone to see it because it's like 50, 50 years old or. Yeah. And also I would assume anyone listening to this either doesn't care about spoilers or has seen the movies. <laughs> so <laughs> perfect. Okay. Yeah, no worries. So right off the bat then I already knew that the crazy sister that stabs him in the beginning was Oh, fuck, I forgot their names. God damn it. Um, Dominique and Danielle. Mm-hmm. And Dominique was the twin that is dead. So I already knew it was still Danielle because she was just wearing a black sweater over her same frilly nightgown. I was like, that's the same person. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. I was like, that's the same person. Shit. Well, so <laughs> that having said that, I mean, <laughs> did you... Still have fun with this, or where, where, oh, where'd you yeah. land on it? I really, really like this movie. Don't get me wrong. And we can talk about that more. But, like, I... And I don't know if it was just because of, like... Like, Kurt didn't... I watched it with Kurt, and he didn't see that. And I was like, how could you not see it? And he was like, it was very quick. It wasn't... It was, like, a quick, like, oh. And it still could have been another person. But I was like, mm, that's the same person. She nutsos. Yeah. Um... Something I really, I, I thought it was, felt very modern. Like, 
Mm. Kind of like the opposite of a Devil's Rejects, where you're, it's a modern movie that's meant to feel like it, it's being filmed in the 70s. This obviously was filmed in the 70s, but felt like it could have been made today as just like a period piece from that time. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Um, kind of. <laughs> mm, yeah, but in what way? Like the filmmaking or? Yeah, like like the style felt very modern and the lines, I don't know, the, the, the camera work was really clean and even like some of the costuming, I was like, like, yes, it technically was of its time, but it felt really like funky and original, I guess. And like, like there were some parts that were super stylized and I love that. And well, I guess I just don't thing, find that in a lot of films from that time that I've there's, seen. There's yeah. one thing that De Palma does not lack, and that is style. Oh yeah, I was there he for it. Like the style. game shows. Yeah, like the game show beginning. I thought that was Im- immediately. I was like, oh, I'm hooked. This is interesting. What's going on here? Yeah, for sure. It definitely maybe. Uh, Maybe it's less that it feels modern and more that it doesn't feel dated. You know? Just, yeah, maybe with that's it being a better over, way of putting it. Yeah. It's almost 50 years old at this point, and it, uh, it looks good, and it feels... I mean, De Palma, like, worships uh, Hitchcock, so there's mm. definitely moments that are... You know, he's definitely emulating Hitchcock, but it... It, the movie does some interesting things and maybe that makes it feel modern because you're like, oh, that's interesting. I haven't seen that before, which you wouldn't expect from something this old. Yeah, definitely. That's actually probably a better way of putting it is that it doesn't feel dated. Like, even if we just compare to, like, the Wicker, the original The Wicker Man, which we watched recently, it's from, that's from the same year, if not a year apart. And that one feels super dated. Yeah, that like, movie feels very much of its time. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. I really appreciated that, like, I don't know, some of the stylishness of it and how nice it looked. I was, it threw me a little bit, yeah, because it didn't feel so dated. For sure. Uh, okay, well, I'll go next. So we'll save Travis for last since these are his picks. Um, I liked the movie quite a bit. I loved it in the first, like, 45 minutes. I was like, God damn, yeah. this movie is an all-timer. This is fucking amazing. Like the split diopter shots where oh, it shows yes. the the cops going up to the apartment and then her like readying the like when the movie does so that stuff. So much good tension. So good and so cool. Love that stuff. But basically once the 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 story shifts to focused on the journalist, I found myself kind of losing interest a little bit and it also gets pretty bonkers as far as like the plot with like the hypnotism shit and just like i don't know i feel like (laughs) i I kind of the movie kind of loses me in the second half uh still entertaining and ultimately i i do like this movie quite a bit but i don't know i i I much prefer the first half with uh the game show opening and the scene in the apartment with uh the guy that she met from the show and the, the murder scene and all that stuff I found way more interesting than the events of the second half. Um, it did seem to fall apart a little bit 
the more the movie went on, I was like, oh, where, where, where are we going here, bud? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I like uh, I like Margot Kidder a lot. I thought she was great as the the Danielle Dominique role. Um, but you're right. It's 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 a little hokey. I mean, you saw the twist coming where it's you know. There is no Dominique, essentially. It's like a split personality type thing. And that there was a Dominique, but, you know. She I mean, did. It's, yeah. I mean, that's not the most original twist, but this movie is almost 50 years old. So maybe it's just because it, it feels generic and dated just because it's been done so many times. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could see watching this movie back then being like whoa like having your mind blown by the twist you know but it's just it's been done so many times that it felt a little cliched but you know credit where credit's due it's almost 50 years old so maybe that's just uh watching it through a modern lens but um i i like i like i love the way it looks like like travis said the fucking style this thing just oozes style and i love it um Mm -hmm. but i don't know Uh, it's a movie that i hoped I would love, even on a rewatch, I was like, man, I I definitely, my memory of this movie had, was it rose-colored glasses or something, you know? Like, I looked at my old yeah. letterbox rating, and I had rated it a three and a half, which was lower than I would have thought, just based on the way I felt about the movie. But then having seen it the second time, I was like, oh, yep, no, that's that, that's 3.5. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that's a little low. Well. Yeah. So you <laughs> also not to be the uh, you know letterbox police, but that's not what you rated it on there. What did I rate it? Four. Oh, maybe I updated it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got you, bitch. Maybe I'm confusing. I don't know. I checked. I haven't logged it yet because I didn't want to spoil anything like the rewatch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I'll spoil it myself. I gave it a 3.5 on the rewatch. So that's where we're at now. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where I landed. Travis? All right. Well, I will preface that um, I feel like I'm kind of phoning it in this episode, even though it was technically my episode. Um, <laughs> there are reasons for that, though. I've been very busy the last few weeks, and um, I don't really have any ideal watching setups right now Mm. and i don't care to get into it because it'd be kind of boring for the listeners and um so yeah i did rewatch this and it went down a little bit now i had originally rated this a five i thought this was a banger but (laughs) (laughs) upon rewatch uh i think that's a little too high but maybe that was because of my viewing experience this time around, or maybe it's because I had already seen it before that I feel less high on it now. That's fair. Um, I would agree with just about everything you guys said. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't really know where to go with this. Um, (laughs) yeah. I liked it. I, I like pretty much all the things you guys like about it. Um, I do think it is a bit obnoxious at times, um, specifically, and this is kind of the stuff that I like and dislike about De Palma, where like the use of the score seems very like overused. Like it's a bit heavy at times. Um, mm. But you could say the same thing about like Psycho and 
um, other movies that have really bombastic scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, De Palma is just obsessed with the shot. And sometimes it's a bit masturbatory, and sometimes I'm into that, but <laughs> I was noticing it a bit more uh, this time around. <laughs> but just the way he lingers on shots and the way he's like is always like doing camera tricks or zooming in and out and and I like flashy movies and you know where like there is a lot of like camera work involved, but this time around it just seemed kind of um obvious. Yeah, so actually I wanted to ask you guys kind of about that made me think about the scene where the police and the reporter in the apartment and they're looking for clues or a body or something. Right. And the cameras following them. um, And, you know, like they're going through the apartment, blah, blah, blah. And then later, even when she's, you can very like see all the different angles of the apartment. And then later when the reporter's up in her apartment and she's watching her like PI buddy in there it made me realize that during that whole thing, she's talking about how she saw all of it happen. And I was like, there's no fucking way she saw literally anything except the guy right help on the window. <laughs> right. Yeah. Him bloodied <laughs> with his face like pressed up. Which is enough, which is enough to be like, holy shit, something's wrong. But the way she was describing it, the details that she was giving, I was like, you didn't fucking see that. Mm hmm. Yeah. And there was a couple there was a couple moments like that in this movie that I think cuz I went in really really excited and really I was like, wow, this is so neat and stuff. But like there was a couple moments like that where I was like, mm, no. Sorry, you mm. lost me. Yeah, and there's just there's there's stuff that is kind of silly like at the during the game show, I'm I'm pretty sure she mentions that her sister is dead. But then the guy goes back to her apartment and he like hears them conversing. Uh, you know, he goes to get the cake and he puts both their names on the cake because he like overheard it. It's like, bro, she told you her sister's dead. Didn't tell you that she brought you back to her apartment where her sister is. Like, no red flags? Like, nothing? Did she but? say her sister was dead? I don't remember that. I think so. I thought during the game show she mentioned something. Or maybe it was at dinner afterwards. I can't remember. I thought she had told him that her sister was dead, though. I mean, let's be honest. That dude was ignoring all the red flags. He's like, oh, your dude. husband's stalking you so much so that he's at your apartment? That's cool. I'll just come through the back. Oh, you're so drunk that you can barely stand? No worries. We'll fuck anyway. Like, that dude is not paying attention to anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's some silly stuff like that, but... Uh, the fun style makes up for it, and I actually love the score in the first half. But like Travis was alluding to, it's kind of overused, and it's very like hammer to the head, like over and over again, like very loud and aggressive in some places, which is works sometimes better than others. But um, I liked the score in the movie quite a bit. Um, I wouldn't say. I mean, I, I guess I would classify this as a horror movie, but it's it's more fun than suspenseful. Like, I can't really think of too many moments where I was, like, you know, digging my nails into the couch or kind of on edge, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a few of those, actually. Yeah? 
Well, like the score she... really tries to like ratchet it up too. <laughs> right. That's true. Right. I mean, that's the part score is like, that. you should be feeling tension right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, honestly, the the main part that I felt really that way was when she follows them or she goes to that house where it's like a, a mental institution, but it's more like a like laid back, like they're in a ha- they're in a house and they're allowed to like roam around freely and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. When she goes in there, immediately I'm like, don't do that, don't go in there. <laughs> but then she does, and then when the doctor's like, oh, of course, you know, this is our new patient. You can call her whatever she wants to be called. Blah blah blah. I was scared. Yeah. I was like, oh, you stupid, stupid bitch. This is why you shouldn't have gone in there. Like, <laughs> I am afraid for you right now. This is one of those things where you end up in the psycho ward. Like, which has been done so many times since then. But I was like, ah, fuck, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I-, I do like that scene. I guess, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just the mood I was in when I was watching it. But there's, there is entertaining suspense, but not like dread-filled suspense for me. Does that make sense? Like, it was suspense where I was like, ooh, what's going to happen? This is neat. Not suspense where I was like, oh, God, oh, God, what's going to happen? Does that make like sense? you weren't actually scared. Right. And not even necessarily scared. Just, I don't know, like my heart wasn't racing. I wasn't like, right. you know, like like what you look for in a horror movie, the the suspense. It, it was more of a, like, this is fucking crazy type of suspense and less... Uh, anticipation of something that was about to happen kind of suspense make any sense here yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i was just i guess i was just thinking about i think honestly every single movie and i don't want to get into too much because we're not talking about it quite yet but every single movie we've watched except for when we're about to talk about a tale of two sisters all of the other ones i don't think i really had that too much there weren't any like Ah, moments for me are like too many like personal panic like kind of what you're talking about with that that sort of suspense so yeah i mean i would agree with that statement i mean the, the movies we've watched have definitely been um horror movies but not really focused on like scaring the shit out of you which you know maybe we can I- get some things on the lineup that are you know, make, make us poop our pants but i was we... literally gonna say i'm trying to poop my pants <laughs> i'm trying to poop dog um um any other thoughts on sisters it's one of those movies that i feel like it's pretty surface level so i don't really have any like reading of the film i don't really have any insight into it other than yeah brian de palma knows how to make a cool movie you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, there are some like themes and subtexts involved that are, I would say, a little bit ahead of their time. Didn't seem like filmmakers were, well, most filmmakers were really worried about touching on subjects like that around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't really have too much else to say. Oh, I will say the ending I thought was kind of lame. I mean, it ends with like the the ex-husband like posted up on the light pole, like looking at the sofa through binoculars. Like, <laughs> that wasn't the ex-husband. That was the PI. Was ex-husband it? was dead. Yes. Oh my god, are you dumb? Well, <laughs> are you like joking? You, like you it said, it's been weeks since we've watched this one. All right. <laughs> no, I... but that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. That's why I was like, what the hell? Are you joking? 
Yeah, but okay. It was the PI. Yeah. The yeah, PI was right. still following the truck, and I was like, "Oh, that's." I mean, it was a great. That Get was a great over moment. it. Just move <laughs> on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like you're like, "Oh my god, the sofa!" But it's like, who cares? Like, we know the body's in there. We don't yeah, see that. any resolution. It's like. Good on you, bud. Like you. It wasn't like a killer cliffhanger or anything. Yeah, it was like, uh oh. <laughs> no, but we I forgot but about I, the sofa. You're, you're, I would agree that I wouldn't say it was a great cliffhanger, but I liked, I liked it. I liked that that storyline felt a little both resolved and that they showed you like kind of how that happened at the end, but also left open. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that it works in the context of the plot in that I think the scene right before that is where the journalist is like being interviewed, excuse me. And she repeats, um, she had been put under hypnosis. Yeah. Yeah, She repeats that stuff. So it's like, Oh my God, they're going to get away with it. And then it ends with, you know, him being in his fucking village people get up on the fucking light pole. (laughs) (laughs) So I like it in that like the the contrast there but yeah i don't know i wanted more from a movie that's so crazy than that to be the end of it you know what i mean like i was a little disappointed by the ending for me too the ending as a whole like i like i said i obviously enjoyed that part but the ending as a whole i don't think it like if i were rating the movie separately i would rate the first you know two-thirds maybe as quite a bit better than like the last bit and even the ending i was just like meh felt like a little bit of a letdown oh totally first half five banger second half three three ish and uh averages out to like a three and a half four (laughs) i think that's a pretty fair assessment yeah it does lose a little bit of steam once we get past the whole murder part yeah the setup is fucking awesome and then once you get past the setup it's like okay let's let's get let's get a move in here so um, I did actually want to note, did it, when um, when they're in the house where it's like the mental institution mm-hmm. the, and the part where the woman who um, seems to have an obsession with like cleaning and being getting sick and she says she says something about being able to get sick through the telephone <laughs> and I was watching this with Kurt and he was like, oh yeah, it's like people thinking that COVID is caused by 5G. (laughs) So ahead of his time. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Sisters predicted it. It's fine. (laughs) Cool. Any other thoughts on sisters before we move on to uh, part two of the double feature? Um... Paris, you should check out Blowout and uh, Fam of the Paradise because, well, Matt, you too, Fam of the Paradise because they're <laughs> both, both bangers and superior than sisters. It's on the list for October. W- would you, um, would you oh, yeah. qualify Phantom of the Paradise as a horror movie? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's like a full-on horror like your traditional horror movie, but I think it fits within the genre. Okay. Yeah, it's on. Sh- I think it's Shutter. Maybe it's Criterion. I don't know. It's streaming somewhere, so it's in the list. Um, For sure. Uh, Dress to Kill also, I think, is pretty good. Kind of problematic in uh, mm. 2020, but <laughs> I that like one Dress is. To Kill. I think I prefer Sisters. Dress to Kill is a little too far fetched and a little too silly at times. Yeah, prime prime trash though. 
Oh yeah. He's the trash master. <laughs> um, so I just had one other thing that I did want to note. Mm-hmm. About three quarters of the way through this movie, I was like, this feels so familiar. I know I haven't seen this before, but why does this feel so familiar? And I realized that I had kind of like half watched, like someone else was watching and I was there also. The remake of this with Chloe Sevigny Sevigny, Sevigny, a few years ago. (laughs) And I was only partially paying attention when I watched that. I remember just being like, yes. Okay. So there's a remake from like sisters. Sisters. And I realized I, I had watched know. it. Chloe and, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yes. And, except that one, you guys, got only a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. That one is not good. Even, like, half watching it, I remember just being like, what the fuck even is this movie? <laughs> like, I, this I movie is weird trash. And I think Brian De Palma is actually in it. Like, oh, I think yeah. he plays someone in it, even though he's not, like writing or directing or anything. Yeah, he's probably trying to cash a paycheck. I think it came out in like 2008, <laughs> so he was already yeah. like yeah. a has-been at that point, so trying to make that cheddar. Yeah, I, I just can't believe it. there's a, there's apparently a whole gaggle of movies called Sisters <laughs> that's not this movie. We should have been more specific when uh, Travis picked this. Should have given you a little bit more guidance instead of sending you on a witch hunt. <laughs> I'm you just gotta sure give I'm, me the year. I said the year or De Palma or you know one of those keywords. You know, if there's no way to know. <laughs> just uh, move on with our lives. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 2006. Yeah. What? I have literally never heard of this, and I have heard of like every movie. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, there's also like, like three remakes of Carrie, and I I don't think I knew about any of them until a couple of years honestly, ago. Honestly, Travis, I've I looked it up, and I don't even poster. think like I don't even think it had a theatrical release or was like on. I'm it's sure it was TV on one movie? of some random on demand or TV. Yeah, like straight in the bargain bin at Walmart. <laughs> Should we do uh, star ratings? Sure. It's a three point five or for me. I'm going for me? four. Mm-hmm. Paris, um, you said 3.5? No, sorry. I said it was a four for me as well. Four. four. Coop, coop, coop. Did we talk about Vincent Gallo on this show? I th- I think yeah, this we talked the... about Brown Bunny. Okay. Did you... we? Yeah, you were there. Mm. Yeah, the one where the Chloe, Chloe's, yeah, Chloe Savine, whatever, sucks the dude's dick. Like on in the movie. You, don't you weren't remember? there for that, Paris? That's who we were talking sounds. to it about. I'm pretty sure we were too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, you don't remember, remember any of that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It definitely could have happened. I just I don't brought up. I, I don't remember either. But my Wait mind a second. Is Wait right a second. Now. Wait a second. You guys, was this for the regular? Was that for the regular episode of the podcast where you guys were talking about movies that would be bad to watch? Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tom was on it. It was me. Yes. Oh, fuck. Was it? That was like a hundred years ago. Oh, (laughs) no. It was like maybe a month ago. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I swear it was you. I guess that was Tom, though. No, no, no. No, It was was me. (laughs) Tom wasn't on it, but it was the regular episode, not the digest. What? Yeah, she was oh my God, filling Matt. in for Tom that week. 
Oh, 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 yeah, that's what I thought. But then I thought one of you said Tom was on it, and then I got confused. No, oh, I said shit. I was on it. Tom was not on it. Oh, okay. You're going to have to cut all of this. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, okay. This remake looks brutal. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> oh, man. Let's do next episode. We're going to do the Sisters remake and one of the Carrie remakes. It's going to be oh, huge. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. <clears throat> okay. You guys ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So pick two. This is a tale of two sisters. This is from 2003. Written and directed by Kim Ji-Woon. This is a South Korean horror film. Plot synopsis reads, A family is haunted by the tragedies of deaths within the family. Uh, first time watch for all three of us, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Um, I'll go first on this one. Um, we can get into it more a little bit later, but I think I might need some help uh just kind of clarifying exactly what the fuck happened so i did a bunch of research after so i know what happened (laughs) okay because i was you guys want me to tell you well we can we can get to it Uh, generally speaking i will say i thought the movie was okay um i didn't think it was particularly well made like maybe it was just the quality of the cameras or the lighting or something but I didn't think it looked great. Um, I here, here's the thing, Matt. Yeah. Every movie from the early two thousands looks like ass. I was just gonna say <laughs> that. Like, it is wild. I don't know if they were like it was right when people were switching over from like film to digital, so they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. But Travis is one hundred. If you made a movie between the year two thousand and two thousand ten, <laughs> sorry, but that movie looks like hot dog garbage. Whoa, 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 whoa. There are some bangers released <laughs> in that time. Obviously, uh, I am blank statementing. Mulholland Drive. Uh, Mulholland Drive has Zodiac. no, no, no. Mulholland Drive. Like Mulholland no, no, no. Drive is awesome, but it has this same sort of weird camera where it like looks not. You're great. right, but David Lynch is able to surpass that. No, I love that movie. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but but you specifically mentioned that, so I was like, mm, that yeah, has yeah, actually the like, same. It's like 2000 to 2005, like that mm-hmm. range. None of my favorite movies are from that that time period. <laughs> yeah, because they all they all look like garbage. It was a kind of a dead zone of. Uh... Oh, dude, fucking Gladiator, the year 2000, greatest film ever made. That movie so... looks like garbage. <laughs> so those, I oh think that <laughs> there's gonna always be exceptions <laughs> to the rule. Uh, yeah. Um, Anyway, so I didn't think it looked great. Um, I was kind of confused by what was happening with the plot. So I kind of had a hard (laughs) time getting invested there. Um, There were some pretty effective scares, although they ultimately culminate in just cheap jump scares. But the buildup to the jump scare as far as jump scares go i thought it was super effective like there's one moment in particular that made me like physically like lurch up off the couch it's when um uh one of the sisters is in the kitchen and she drops something 
And the scene takes like two minutes. Like she drops the thing, stares at it. The music builds. She's like, oh my God, I need to pick it up. Slowly <laughs> reaches her hand to grab it. The camera, like the, the, it, at the edit cuts back and forth like three times as she slowly reaches for the thing. And you know that as soon as she grabs it, something's going to reach out and grab her, right? But I didn't care. Like I was so, maybe just because of how prolonged some of the scares are. The jump yes. scares got me better than they usually do. Even though I saw it coming from a mile away, I thought the 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 pacing of the scares and the tension was pretty good in a, in a couple in a couple instances. Um, so but that being said, um, I don't know. I thought it was just okay. I would agree. Um, I think part of it has to do with not seeing it when it was released. I feel like I would have liked it a lot more if I would have saw it back in the early 2000s or would have been at least a little bit more shocked but I feel like we've seen this story before at least once or twice and like we were talking about previously just the style just didn't really do anything for me um I was trying to pay attention to what was going on but it was uh, pretty difficult and I think like the foreign language barrier just made it even more difficult um well you did have the subtitles on right travis well yeah but i mean <laughs> it's if it's a you know complex story and then there's it's also i also right. have to read subtitles it just it just doesn't help at all um but yeah i wasn't the biggest fan of it i thought it was okay um i think maybe it would be better on a rewatch even though i have no interest in revisiting this anytime soon um yeah kind of a letdown but i'm gonna put part of the blame on myself for that sure <laughs> i mean this movie came out like kind of at the peak of the like asian horror movie like ghost girl craze you know this was post the ring it was post the grudge post um shutter so it, it definitely feels of its time in that regard. And mm -hmm. I think it's better than some of those movies, but it doesn't come anywhere near like the sheer terror of something like the ring, you know, or Ringu, I mm -hmm. guess. Um, right. But it well, definitely feels of that time. <laughs> I, I also am not the biggest fan of ghost stories. Like any horror movies involving ghosts or it's just not my favorite subgenre of horror i don't know why it just doesn't scare me really and just is kind of i mean there's there's more to this story than it they're just being ghosts but yeah um, it's just kind of lame that's fair ghost is number two for me behind home invasion i love ghost stuff i love spooky ghost <laughs> stuff <laughs> uh okay what about you paris so i had a very different reaction to this movie <laughs> i was in it to win it fully it had sister? me fully no um <laughs> did you always want a sister growing up no i've always wanted an older brother <laughs> actually um but no i don't have any siblings thank god so no one can haunt me or anything because um, <laughs> what i'm learning from these movies is Sisters are creepy and they will haunt you. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It just, it had me from the very beginning. And I think part of it was 
the, the me not even honestly part of it was I think I didn't get the all of the twists and I was like what the fuck just happened I'm like and Kurt's like explaining stuff to me and I'm like are you sure because he had seen it before and I was like are you sure are you sure <laughs> that's what was going on and then I did a bunch of research and I was like yeah and then also these other things so once I had like looked into it I liked it a lot more I also really like I really enjoyed some of the little moments like when the stepmother character is really manic and like the dinner party scene where she's just going on and on about this crazy story and her her mannerisms and her actions are so so animated but like in a way that if everyone else was also laughing and feeling animated would feel totally not out of place, but because everyone else is quietly staring at her, it just feels so ominous. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that scene because when I was watching it, my reaction was like, damn, why is this bitch talking so fast? Like, <laughs> I was like trying, I was like, in, you know, I was interested, but I was like, what? I mean, I get that she's manic, but I was like, you know, the stories she was telling were kind of creepy, but I was like, she's talking fast. I can barely keep up. Well, it was like one of those things where you're talking so fast, but almost so that no one can respond because you can see that no one's responding. So you can't leave time for anyone to respond because, you know, they would respond poorly or not respond. Right. Uh, does that right. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Intentionally not like leaving any gaps to allow someone to to interject basically exactly yeah um well, well and also i feel like every scene would play a little bit differently if you know what's going on well so that's what i was gonna say yeah. do you guys want me to tell the twist travis it sounds like you know it well yeah i well, did I... a little bit of research after so i could at least you know figure out what happened but uh... <laughs> <laughs> i think i under i mean i didn't do any research so maybe let me say what I think happened and you, you guys can tell me if, if that is what happened, but yeah, I, my interpretation was that it was another one of those like split personality. Like none of this is actually really happening. And it was just like projections. Like the sister was a projection, which that's made obvious during that scene where, the father's like, soon Joan is dead. And she's like, what? And then the ghost girl or whatever starts crying. Like I, so that was a projection of her. And the, mm -hmm. the stepmother that we see through most of the movie is like right. a projection of her psyche. And her and her dad were the only ones actually in the house for most of the movie. But there is actually a ghost because the real ghost kills the stepmom. Right. Uh, and then the yep. ending, like, <laughs> and then the, the, I think the last scene of the movie is like, uh, showing like what actually happened. Like the, the dad got engaged to mom's nurse and mom hung herself in the closet and other sister tried to save her and it fell and that's how they both died. And stepmom could have saved her. But didn't because the other sister was a bitch to her and was like, you might regret this someday or something. And that's where the whole like revenge thing comes from. Am I getting so, that? So I think you're 100% accurate except for two minor things. 
cool. One is for sure, and one is my interpretation. So I'll say the for sure one. The for sure one is there's actually two ghosts. There's the mom ghost and the sister ghost. Right, because the sister ghost uh, is in that sister scene. Ghost. Which I didn't like very much. It does that like jerky. It, it's like the Dragon Ball Z like uh, uh, instant teleportation thing where the ghost like all of a sudden shifts. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Where she like, no, <laughs> she's, the sister, the sisters in the bed, and like, honestly, that was probably the creepiest scene in the movie. Like, alive sister, psycho sisters in the bed, and dead sister, ghost chick, like rises up from the floor and like kind of floats towards the bed. And at one point, it does that like record record scratch, like screech thing, where all of a sudden. She moves like it's meant to scare you, like the sound it makes. You remember that scene? I don't remember that specific. I mean, I remember her getting spooked by her ghost sister, but I don't remember like there being a record scratch. Well, it's like a really loud kind of (laughs) screech noise. You're probably wondering. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even. I couldn't even finish that. But the sec so the second part was more my interpretation of what the the chain of events in reality, and that I think what happened was the person that we know as the stepmom was the mom's nurse. Yeah. The dad and this nurse were having an affair. Yeah. Then the mom hangs herself and blah blah blah, and then they get married after that. Isn't that what I said? Well, you said they were, so it was very minor. That's what I was trying to say. Like you said that they got engaged and then that's why the mom hung herself. Yeah. Don't they, don't they say that they're getting married at the house? Isn't that why, isn't that why she killed herself? Travis? Don't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) I did not. I don't remember them saying they're getting married. When did they say that? At that scene, that flashback scene. I mean, maybe I'm misremembering it, but I thought I thought he said that they're getting married or something. I mean, maybe I missed that. Hmm. But I either way, it doesn't super matter. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I mean, I think you you got it very right. Considering that I had to do a ton of research to figure that out, I'm impressed. <laughs> well, I kind of had to think on it. I was like trying to peek cause it the movie is kind of confusing like the it's not presented in a clear way like i kind of had like once the credits rolled i kind of had to like play the movie in reverse and kind of based on the revelations that kind of happened in the last 20 minutes or so like kind of piece together the other stuff that happened and the only like logical explanation is that you know it was just her and her dad in the house the whole time like you know the 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 bloody bag, for instance, like, which I thought was visually effective, but didn't really pay off. Like the payoff was another jump scare, right? She pokes the bag and the bag jumps. Like I was kind of hoping for more from that because it was a cool visual, like the stepmom like dragging the bloody bag and leaving the blood streaks on the floor. Like I thought that was foreboding and and, and eerie, um, but. I mean, that was all just, there was like, what, like a porcelain doll or something in that bag? Don't we see her like bashing it with a bat uh, in the end part when it's like recapping um, all the stuff that yeah. she did? Yeah, yeah, there was just a doll yeah. in there. 
So that was a little bit of a wet noodle, but I liked it <laughs> visually when it happened. I just kind of wish yeah. it, it did more. And like I knew, I didn't know, no. I, I did like that, that scene where she's dragging the bag and there's blood. It's like you kind of are like, mm, is this real? And I feel like that's really when things start to like, like there's quite, there's a couple scenes where you're like, mm, this doesn't feel right. And it feels beyond like spooky. It feels like, oh, this isn't really what's happening. We're, we're having unreliable narrator here. But that's the part where I was like, whoa, is this real? And the stepmom is just like fully fucking lost it. And yeah. then, and then honestly, I felt like, I don't know when they revealed it wasn't that I was like, oh, that's not as cool. Yeah, and they tried. Like, to... I, I almost wish they would have just like not sh- visually shown it, you know? Yeah, yo, that makes sense. What, and what, like, what really happened? Well, and they also make you think that a lot of it is just dreams because there's multiple scenes where something like that happens and it cuts to her like sitting up in bed, you know? So it's like, is this a dream? Is it real? Is it happening inside her head? Like, I think that's kind of what makes the movie a bit difficult to follow is that. It could be any of those things at any given point, right? Right. Like, that's kind of why I had to reverse engineer the movie and try to piece it together. Because I was like, uh, was she making that stuff up? Is she projecting it? Like, I don't know. I, so I kind of just got lucky piecing it together. But like <laughs> Travis alluded to at the beginning, I mean, that's kind of a story we've seen done before. So maybe I was just kind of inserting other movies I've seen and how they've done the like, you know, fractured, you know, psyche like projections of a personality type thing onto this movie. And it yeah. just happened to be right. I don't know. Travis, were you going to say something? Oh no, I, I couldn't really relate to this movie. Um, my stepmom and I have a great relationship, so. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have any, you don't have any ghost sisters. No. <laughs> got, a, got a real sister though. Mm, be careful. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, some effective scares. I was creeped out a couple times, but those those moments were few, few and far between. Um, not a bad movie at all. Like I, I had it a decent time with it. Highly but... regarded though. I think Matt and I are kind of in the minority. Well, I mean, I did like it. I mean, I think. I think when I looked at it on Letterboxd, this movie has like a 3.4 average or something. Somewhere around 3. there. 3.4. 3.6. Okay. I mean, that that's pretty, pretty good, good right? Yeah. I don't know, man. It was good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Paris. It sounds like you, you enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it more than, than we did. I think so. Plus, I think there's something to be said that I haven't seen nearly as many horror films as you guys. So, like... For me, like, even though it's also like, like I, the, I haven't watched The Grudge in like fifteen years, you know, for example. So like, stuff like this, I think my brain doesn't automatically go, oh, we've kind, I've kind of seen this, I kind of, you know, blah blah. To me, it all mm-hmm. still feels kind of fresh. Yeah. And so I think that I definitely benefited. Like, I think it would maybe you guys would have enjoyed it more. If this was like a, like kind of like Travis said of if of the time seeing theaters or something. Honestly, I kind of envy you because that sounds rad. Like to not have that baggage <laughs> of like comparing 
every movie you've ever seen to every movie you will ever see. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, I've seen most of those Japanese horror movies from this era. I mean, I know this is South Korean, but that was very much the crossover. Like, that was the thing in the right. late 90s, early 2000s. So much so that they even parody that in Cabin in the Woods, where the kids being haunted in Japan are school children and their demon version is a small girl that they get to be a friendly sister ghost. <laughs> right. And so much so that they parody the ring in the greatest comedy of all time, Scary Movie 3. Uh, it was just, it's not even the best scary movie. It's by far the best scary movie. This is a conversation for another time, but Matt is you're so so. It wrong. has one of the best <laughs> moments in the franchise, but I don't think it's the best. Which moment? It could be honestly. It could be it's... twenty minutes, twenty five <laughs> moments are running through my head right now. My Matt, favorite so moment dumb. is when they're spoofing on signs and he asks him for a ride home <laughs> after he kills his wife. He's like, hey, Tom, can I get a ride home? Dude, what about... Oh, what that is, part what about what he's, me. He's asking the cop, his wife got cut in half, and he's like, what, you mean like a hot dog? <laughs> and he's like, showing the difference. He's like, split apart a hot dog. <laughs> That movie, so okay. That whole okay. part is amazing. So yes, I was oh, going to say, God. actually, <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen it. There's only a few parts I remember, and I do remember enjoying oh, that part. Fuck. The whole part with the, the science parody with the wife and getting hit and everything. All oh, the science God. stuff is so good. Like, I don't know if you guys remember this. We're getting way off track, but at the beginning, yeah. when uh, the, the, the cop, like the lady cop, comes to the ranch and Every time the camera cuts away and cuts back, her hat is just a little bit bigger. And her hat just keeps oh, yeah. getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where by the end of the scene, she can't even fit back in her car because the hat's so big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. That movie is so silly. It's 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 the greatest of all time. Um, anyway, that's, now, that's for another. Are show. you guys interested in seeing the remake of A Tale of Two Sisters? What the fuck? They made a remake of this movie? Yeah, have we watched any uninvited. movies that aren't remakes or oh so that's actually i was gonna say the american there's an american remake 2009 with elizabeth banks is this apparently one. it's bad oh shit no not interested the guard brothers so, directed it whoever those are the should we just keep watching movies guard. and then watching their worst remakes Looks like they didn't get very far in their career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is now a shitty horror movie remake podcast. Uh, next, <laughs> next episode, we're going to be covering Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, no, let's not do that. Um, Those are both real bad. So <laughs> did, you, did you guys know, though, that A Tale of Two Sisters actually kind of already is its own remake because it was originally a Korean folktale? Paris coming in with the fun fact of the episode. I was waiting for it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I dro- I like to drop them throughout the episode, like little, like tiny little dusty facts. I did not know that. That's cool though. So it's like a, it's an old, it's an old story, I guess. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Q, 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 Okay. Well, anything else on uh, Tale of Two Sisters? I'm ready for Star Readings, dog. Well, I was going to say that uh, you guys should check out that director's other horror movie, I Saw the Devil. Oh, same guy? 
Mm-hmm. I Saw the Devil has been on my list since Netflix Instant Watch was a thing. Because I remember I Saw the Devil being like one of the early movies that was on Netflix streaming. Like, what was that, 2009, 2010, right around there? Yeah. Still have not watched it. Oh, man. Isn't that I like a detective movie? Like a murder detective type thing? Yeah, it's like a kind of like a cat and mouse type movie. Huh, I didn't realize that was the same guy. People love uh, that movie. Do you like that movie? I do like that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it in the theater, actually, oh, when shit. it came out. But um, that one's a lot more fun and uh, a little bit easier to follow. And uh, I feel like his filmmaking was um, a bit more amped up in that one as well. There's there's a really cool scene in that movie that I don't even want to like give a hint towards. What's that one called again? I Saw the Devil. I Saw the Devil. Okay. Definitely want to check that out. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize I was the same guy. Cool. I'll have to check her out. Uh, all right. Star ratings? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> three. I'm also going three. Wow. Okay. I'm going four and a half. Ooh. You love this thing. Yeah. You love this fucking thing. Well, so it's been, you know, like three years since I watched it or whatever, but now it's been like a week. <laughs> but <laughs> but honestly, you guys talking about it, I was like, did I like it that much? But I remember, I honestly, I almost gave it a five banger, I think. Ooh. Yeah, because I, when I finished it, I was like, what in the fuck? And then I read up on it and I was like, damn, even more what in the fuck. But now I understand what's going on. Um, And I think there were just like a few minor moments that took me out of it a little bit. But overall, I really enjoyed the movie and didn't have much negative to say about it. So cool. Good job, Travis. Nice pick. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it, Paris. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do her for episode three. I we did talk about this a little bit. Uh, I believe it's my turn for the picks. You guys, uh, you probably already know. I told you guys what I'm gonna do. <sighs> oh, Paris no. Lock not it in. on it. Lock it in. We are doing uh. hillbilly horror. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give you guys the option. So we're gonna do the hills have eyes. Um, mm. I would rather do the remake, but I don't think it's streaming anywhere. It but is. the original. It is. No, we'll do the remake. We'll do the remake. Oh, it's on HBO? Fuck yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to do the remake of The Hills Have Eyes because- Also, the remake is way better than the original, so- That's what I've heard. That's why I was like, (laughs) I'm not even going to fucking bother. So I- You guys trying to make me watch that piece of trash, I won't. Is that not a controversial opinion? Because I thought it was. Is it not anymore? My understanding was, even when it first came out, and to be fair, when it first came out, I was a teen. So this is probably teen boys telling me this. <laughs> but I thought that the remake was better and was like supposed to be better. Interesting. Because I thought people kind of thought that the Hills Have Eyes remake was just kind of torture porn, like gross out stuff. But I fuck, I haven't seen it since 2006 when it came out. Not to get too much into the background before we actually review it. But I loved it when I saw it. But I've only seen it the one time. A perfect comparison is, uh, even though I think the Hills Have Eyes remake is the the superior film out of all of these, but I would compare oh uh, 
those two combo or that combo to the last house on the left remake in original where the remake is superior both Wes Craven movies sorry sorry Wes Craven Wes Craven just <laughs> had some good ideas but didn't know how to execute took a exactly. real visionary to come around and, oh and do my it right. God. <laughs> All right, Matt. So what's the second movie? The second movie is Wrong Turn. We're going to the Appalachian Mountains, baby, for some hillbilly horror. Yeehaw. I am excited to rewatch that. I haven't seen it since probably like, I don't know, 2005. <laughs> I've never oh. seen Wrong Turn. So I'm sorry. I'm excited. How many... How many wrong turns are there? Because like I am looking six, it up right now, and it looks Too like there many. are seven. Seven? Seven. Oh because one came out in 2020. Jesus. Okay. I knew they made a bunch of them, but uh, wow. Yes. So if you want to follow along, we're going to be doing the 2006 version of The Hills Have Eyes. And Boo. the, or not the, wrong turn from 2003. It's going to be huge. Paris is stoked. She loves hillbillies. Um, that's gonna do her thank you guys for listening we'll be back in a couple weeks with the new episode stay what's my catchphrase stay, st- <laughs> stay spooky stay stupid <laughs> no <laughs> stay scared <laughs>